0: Brethren, did you know, every one second, there will be two people who will die? Every time I clap my hand, brethren, there are already two people around the world who already died. That's the reality of life. And at the end of this service, brethren, let's say we have two hours of services. There will be about 14,000 people who have already died. And every year... There are more than 50 million people who died around the world. That is the reality of life. That is the harsh truth. Death is as real as life. You see, brethren, a lot of us don't want to think about death. We want to think about life, how awesome it is to live. Maybe a lot of us don't really want to think about it. This is something that is really part of life. And we kind of think, Ah, I'm still young. I am healthy. I am strong. I don't think about death anymore. I know that, yes, death is something that is real, but it is something that we don't really think about. I'm still young. I'm, I'm just 30 years old. I'm just, uh, I still have a very uh, muscular body. I don't have to worry about death. And yet, brethren... When someone is dear to us, who is close, they just die. It makes us realize that death is really something that is real. That someday, it will be our turn. It would be us who will be lying lying inside the coffin. It would be us that people would be talking about, remembering about our life. And these things will happen whether we like it or not. That's why, brethren, our life is not permanent. There will time we be we will take our last breath. There will be time where our heart will beat for the last time. And our brain will make us conscious for the final moment. It feels like death is really a reality that we must face. And because of this, brethren, I want us to look into death, not to be scared, not to be fearful, but for us to learn the manual lessons we can learn from it. That's why, brethren, let us not waste the death of our loved ones, but instead derive life-changing lessons from them. In this afternoon, brethren, I would like to share with you three powerful lessons that death teaches. Three powerful lessons that death teaches. Lesson number one. Death reminds us that life is temporary. Death reminds us that life is temporary. We read in Hebrews 9 verse 27, brethren. Right Hebrews 9 27. It tells us it is appointed for men to die once. It is appointed for men to die once. Unless we are still alive when when Christ comes, we are all going to die. That's the harsh truth about life that we are going to face one day. We don't deny death, brethren, but instead we have to accept and acknowledge it. It doesn't mean that we should hate life and love death, but it only means that if we want to be fully prepared for life, we must also be prepared to die. Death is a powerful agent of change, it's a great equalizer that affects both the young and old, the rich and the poor, the healthy and sick. You see, brethren, I love going to the beach. I know that some of you also love the beach, and it is a very nice place for us to, to hang around, to, to, um, to get rid of stress. But you know what, brethren? Every time I see waves coming to the shore, there are those small waves, and those those are big waves. And no matter what size the waves are, whether it's big and strong, whether it's small and very weak, all those, all of those waves, When they finally reach the shore, they will all be gone. They will all all vanish. And so is life, brethren. No matter how rich you are, no matter how poor, all of us will end up in one place. Because of this, brethren, every time someone dies, it reminds us that life is truly temporary. Since we are all going to die one day, brethren, it should make us stop and think how we should live this life. There was this one person who learned that he has only a few months to live. Actually, he has one, one year and about six months. And because of that, brethren, that person changed his life. He became more caring, more loving, and more compassionate. That's how life-changing death is. Life is too short for those frustrations, for bitterness, for anger let's live life to the fullest because we know that one day we will not have the chance anymore to live this life because we are all going to die when was the last time you helped a person in need, in need? when was the last time you talked to an old friend when was the last time you visited your parents for those who are uh, far away from your parents when was the last time you even called them when was the last time you spent quality time with your, with your family? When was the last time you enjoyed God's creation? If you are going to die tonight, brethren, if you're going to die tonight, can you honestly be happy with what you have done with your life? Or will you live a life full of regrets? I believe it's high time for us to rethink our priorities in life. It's time for us to spend more time in the things that really matter the most. Because time will come when we'll never get a chance to do it. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, death is gained when we live for Christ. Death is gained when we live for Christ. Let's read Paul's statement in Philippians 1 verse 21. Philippians 1 verse 21. It says there, For to me, for Paul, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Did you understand that, brethren? He says that to live is Christ, and to die is gain. You know what, brethren, when we first hear of people dying, we don't really think of it as a gain. We think of it as a loss. And yet, brethren, if we live this life for Christ, for Yahshua, for God, for Yahweh, our death will be a great gain. Living life without God is meaningless. A lot of people live their lives without acknowledging God. They believe that God is just optional. And when there's time that they need God, that's, that's the only time they would they would remember God. We can all just call on God when we finally lay down on a deathbed. When they are finally, when they are old, when they are almost dying, that's the time that they will remember God. And yet, brethren... We should strive to live our life for Christ, so that our death would be again. I remember reading a book about a dying man. This is a different man again. He went to the doctor and learned that he has a terminal illness. And he only have a year to live. This guy, he thought that he's someone special. He always think that he has, he's a professor and he has achieved a lot of things. He gained a lot of money, he has a lot of friends. He had other properties. He well respected by other people. Yet, when he heard about the news and he went outside the hospital, he felt a deep void in his heart. He looked around and saw how normal the world is. There he was standing outside that hospital and knowing that he has limited time to live. In his mind, the world is supposed to stop and grieve for me. I am someone special. The world, should, the world is supposed to, to look at me with pity. They should, uh, uh, they should um, they would just at least say, how are you? And, and yet, the world just continues on as normal. When someone dies, life goes on. The, the world would not stop for you. It would just go on and on. And it will not just take notice that someone has died. If you would think about it, brethren, our life is just a dot compared to the enormous size of the universe. It life is so insignificant if you are just to compare it with the vastness of this universe. That's why, brethren, if you are going to, to live your life without God, your life would be meaningless. When you reach the end of your rope, the end of your life, you will look back in you will, you, you can look back in your life, and it seems that. You have lived your life in vain. But brethren, it would make a great difference if you decide to live for Christ. Because if you live for Christ, your death will be again. Because you will be secured. You will have that assurance that death is not final. That death is temporary. That one day you will be resurrected and you will rise again and meet your Savior. You know why, brethren? Because you have lived your life for Christ. That's why it's very important for us to live for Christ so that our death is considered as a gain. So that's lesson number two, brethren. Death is gain when we live for Christ. And the final lesson I want to share with you, brethren, is this. Death finalizes your legacy. Death finalizes your legacy. Death ends your physical life. In a way, it's the final period in a sentence. It closes the final chapter of your life. And you can undo and rewrite the story you have written. Death finalizes your legacy. Whether you like it or not, brethren, upon your death, you will leave a legacy. The question now is, will that legacy be a legacy of honor of love and service or it will be a legacy of unfaithfulness wickedness or simply mediocrity in the bible brethren there are are two stories of death that i want to share with you the death of jehoram and the death of tabitha the first one jehoram was a wicked king of judah that you you know what brethren what he did to eliminate any chance that he would be dethroned, he killed all his brothers and all the rulers in the land of Judah. He led Judah to idolatry. He worshipped other gods and pursued the Most High God. And you know what, brethren, upon his death, what happened? Perhaps you know this. We read in 2 Chronicles 21 verse 20. 2 Chronicles 21 verse 20. It says there, He... Referring to Jehoram, he said he was 32 years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem eight years. his brethren, and to no one's sorrow departed. What a tragedy. His death, upon his death, to no one's sorrow Without, No one was grieving for him. This king has died without anyone loving him. What a tragic end for your life. I want to compare that to someone whose name is Tabitha. In Acts 9, verse 36 to 39, we read Acts 9, 36, 39. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. So this woman is not just doing some good works, some charitable deeds, but the writer said that she was full of good works and charitable deeds verse 39 then peter arose and went with them when we when he had come they brought him to the upper room notice brethren and all the widows stood by him weeping showing the tunics and garments which dorcas had made while she was with them no? what a diametrical opposite kind of death they both died brethren one, was, one died without anyone loving him, and yet the other died with a lot of people, weeping for his death. If I die tomorrow, what would people say about me? If you die tomorrow, brethren, what would people say about, me, about you? What would be their eulogy? What would they be saying about you in your funeral? Now, I want to ask you, brethren, Do you want a legacy of Tabitha, or do you want a legacy of Joharap? Now if you want a legacy of Tabitha, then the Bible tells us that you should be full of good works and charitable, charitable deeds. The kindness, care, and love you left this world will be cherished by the people around you. Don't ever underestimate the small kind things you do for other people. Because sometimes those are the small things that occupy the biggest part of their hearts. When you think about other people, you don't really think about the great things that they have done. You see, brethren, do not underestimate the small kindness that you can do to other people. Whether it is opening the door for them, whether it is getting some soup for them during the during the snacks, you would be remembered for those things. You would not be remembered because... You have a lot of money in the bank. You don't. You won't be remembered because you have the nicest mobile phone. You have the nicest car. You will be remembered of, for your kindness. And that's why, brethren, we should strive to have a life full of good works and charitable things. Yes, brethren, time passes. People come and go. And others will eventually forget about us. About what we have done. However, God is there. People may forget, but God will not forget. In Hebrews 6 verse 10, brethren, Hebrews 6 verse 10, it tells us, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints, and do minister. Brethren, these are, these are just some of the powerful lessons that death teaches us. There's a lot of things. But these are just some of the lessons that I want to share with you. Death reminds us that life is not permanent. That's why, brethren, we should spend it for the things that matter most. Next, death becomes a gain when we live a life for Yahshua, our Messiah. Only by living this life for God that our death becomes sweeter than our birth. Finally, leave a legacy worth remembering and cherishing. We will all leave a legacy. And it's always better to choose the better one. With that said, brethren, I hope and pray that when we finally reach the end of our lives, we can all say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith.